everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You got ten! Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Yas, yas queen, <laughs> yas queen, <laughs> yas, yas queen xenomorph, queenomorph. Ah, That's a missed you opportunity. You know, I have a real issue with um, monopolies, and I don't mean like the institutions of monopolies, like within capitalism. Totally mm-hmm. cool with that. Yeah, break me over the coals, daddy. Yeah, uh, daddy money bags. <laughs> but okay i mean whatever company i don't i don't remember who puts it out but who makes the monopoly game yeah you i uh i need to get on the horn with somebody at monopoly <laughs> and really give them a piece of my mind there mm-hmm. are so many missed opportunities within that company they made pokemon monopoly and they didn't call it pokemonopoly Oh, dang. Like, what are you doing? How are you? How are you not doing that? It's Hasbro, by the way. Hasbro. Okay. And they did it with um, Spider-Man, too. Just call it Spider-Monopoly. <laughs> Do you have a, like, variant of Monopoly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After watching Loki, I went out and I started hunting down Monopoly variants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, ex- and exterminating them from the prime timeline. <laughs> honestly that's a great idea (laughs) it's not bad right yeah now i have um i have simpsons monopoly and i have a monopoly uh, the one with the the credit cards and stuff the electronic monopoly so there's no paper money yeah yeah that way no one can be out here cheating stealing from the bank (laughs) if you steal from the bank you get the fuzz you know how these crooks are crooks when they play monopoly yeah I uh I generally hate Monopoly, which I think most people generally hate Monopoly, but I do own Lord of the Rings Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly. 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 <laughs> We're just gonna keep saying Monopoly. Um It doesn't sound like a word anymore. Monopoly. Monopoly. Do, 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 do. Monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> Dude, welcome to Two Dudes Monopoly Reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the the thumbtack. No, is it a th- no, it's a thimble. Yeah, thimble. Thimble's a good one. Out of all the things. Yeah, I would either be... I think there's like a boot. Yeah. I like being the boot. Um, I think a lot of people go for the car. Yeah, the car the car's an easy one. Yeah, like, oh... I'm going to drive you out of town. I think the boot, (laughs) there's something very like demeaning when you're beaten by the person using the shitty old boot. (laughs) Like it really makes you like reconsider your position in life and what you're doing. I love playing Monopoly though because I fucking crush people's souls and spirits in that game. Oh yeah. People hate me afterwards. I mean, you've played board games with me before. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was it was funny because uh, what, what I'm trying to remember, we played Munchkin, and if you haven't played Munchkin, the majority of the game is everyone helping each other, and then at the end, everyone ganging up on the person who's about to win, and uh, because there are benefits to help, like helping out your competition early on in the game, it will also help you progress. So, you had a card, and it was pretty much like, basically just like 
this card fucks over someone by X amount of points. And then you were like, well, why would I do that? And the guy was like, well, you would normally use that like at the end of the game. You don't do it like in the beginning unless you want to be scummy. And then you just went scummy. And you just threw the card down and <laughs> used it on somebody. <laughs> yeah, I play dirty. Yeah. I love that. Actually, I think I think what you said was shady. I think you said unless you want to be shady, and you went shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um that board game night was really fun because I did you play uh that like space conquest game or whatever with those those strangers? <laughs> did you stick around that long or um I did not. I'm a, I can only assume that the game mm-hmm. was probably Twilight Imperium. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, know. Twilight Imperium is like a 12-hour game or something absurd. It's a really long commitment. No, it wasn't that then. It, it was something, I don't know, it was basically like Risk, but in but like with like space characters and like... Was it you need to Terraforming like, Mars? I don't know. It was a while mm. ago. That was a few years ago now. Um, and I was drinking. So, <laughs> but I do remember I... Um, my plan of attack when I play board games is to be so aggressive (laughs) and loud that people are intimidated and second guess their own um, decisions, (laughs) especially when it's like a game like that, where you have to like play strategy. I am such an imposing force that people don't know how to handle me because they're just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go have fun playing a game. And I'm like, this isn't a fucking game. (laughs) This is fucking life, bro. Give me all your uranium, bitch. <laughs> we, uh, I run this planet now. I love board game nights. And, uh, me and Brianna recently went to a board game night, um, maybe like a month ago. And, um, we could only stay for like an hour and a half. So we got there and it was like a group of like seven people. And like, what do you want to play? Like, you guys got to leave like in an hour. So we can't play something that's like too much of a commitment. And they're like, like, let's play Secret Hitler. And, me and Brianna, like I've played it before. Brianna knows about that game, but the main reason Brianna knows about it is Brianna's Jewish, and she was just like, "That's like a terrible name for a game." And then I was like, <laughs> "It's also like really stupid because there's a game called The Resistance, which is the exact same game, just better." And uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, so they were like, "Well, we'll play Secret Hitler," but basically, it's like one of those deduction games where like everyone has a role. Most people don't know who is who, and there's fascists and then there's I forget the other people for liberals the liberals win if they can kill Hitler and it basically got to the point of the game where I was like the chancellor and I could choose to assassinate someone and I was like in my head I was like Brianna probably being the only Jewish person here is just by fate has to be Hitler and then they were like I was just, I was just like as chancellor I'm assassinating Brianna and like everyone was like wait well, like we have to debate about this like normally like there's like like we we kind of argue why but like and take a vote like i mean ultimately you do have power but like we should we should talk about this first i was like no i'm assassinating her and then she was just like fuck i was hitler and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like plot twist <laughs> took a swing hard yeah. swing and knocked it out of the park yeah <laughs> but uh so you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take i think hitler said that exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah that's what he said um yeah actually speaking of board games <laughs> speaking of board games though uh one of my fa- yeah it's one of my favorite games i don't play it that often though because it is a commitment but there's a game i backed on kickstarter like two years ago and this fits in with this episode um i backed it maybe yeah it was like th- actually three years ago and it, this company over in like the uk made it but by far the best looking game I have. It's like super expensive looking, um, but it's basically Alien, the board game. It's called Nemesis, though. And I think you would really dig it because the way the board is, is it's basically a spaceship, but the rooms are like hexagon pieces that you shuffle and put down face down. So the game is different every single time. And you hmm. can't like you won't know what the rooms are until you move your character into that room and then you flip it over. So the game's literally different every single time and you don't know what each other's objectives are. Most people have the same objective, which is to just get back to earth safely, but there could be someone on board, like similar to like a synthetic or like a Wayland corporation person where it's like, no, you have to like direct the spaceship back to this planet with an alien on board. And that's the other component is that aliens will like 
when you move around the ship, you make noise. Like you roll to see if you you're making noise and noise will attract aliens who are on board. And there's like different components to it where like you can get infected by an alien. And when that infection card comes out of your deck, you die like a chest burster and stuff. But Mm. it's a, it's really fun. And yeah, there's been games where like, you'll never be able to go from one end of the ship to the other end of the ship in a single game. So if your objective is like, Hey, get the plant, get the ship to this planet you have to check the engines, which are on one side of the ship, to make sure the engines are even running. And then you also have to check the cockpit to make sure that the coordinates are right. So you also like you'll have to be like, hey, so and so, can you go over there? And that person might go and secretly look at the engines and say, yeah, they're working. But then at the end of the game, when you flip over the engines, they're actually broken, and you trusted some scumbag who had a, like a different mission than you. Oh, that's so, awesome! I like that. Yeah, it's a really fun game. It it takes like a while to play, but if you like Alien or if you like board games and stuff like that, it's really fun. Yep, you should bring it with you next time you come up. <laughs> it's it's fucking heavy. It's really heavy. I mean, to be your carry on, I could do it. Yeah, it'll just take up most of the space in the box in the bag. <laughs> Worth it to play the game one time. <laughs> Airport security just opens up my bag and it's just a single board game. <laughs> They're like, well, who are you? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're here for business or pleasure? Both. But both, my man. I I went through airport security um for Christmas. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was Christmas. And the guy from TSA who was like supposed to be like <laughs> shaking me down and stuff, he was he saw I was wearing a Marvel mask and he was like, he's like, dude, you see like the new Spider-Man? And I was like, Oh, it was so good. And then I just started like broing out with this guy from TSA about Spider-Man for like a while. And I, then I was just like, isn't this guy supposed to be looking for bombs? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you in that moment became a threat to national security because that dude's sleeping on the job because <laughs> he wants to talk about yeah. Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> You know, it's like six or seven terrorists snuck by you. They're like, oh, perfect. This fucking nerd's causing a distraction for us. <laughs> That's their plan is just to hide behind kids with really popular pop culture masks. Yeah. And just be like, nice. Honestly, <laughs> not the worst plan in the world. Yeah. We've seen worse plans play out in uh, in these alien movies. Is that a segue? I don't know. Sure. Hey, <laughs> let's start talking about aliens. You want you want to start talking <laughs> about aliens? That's a segue right there. Well, we should mention this is uh, this is one of those episodes where it's probably not long awaited for most people, but it is long awaited for one person. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, we wanted to shout out our buddy John out there supporting uh, supporting the show consistently. Support in the show, and uh, this was an episode that he reached out to us and uh, wanted us to cover. And uh, here, here we are. Here we are. Our man, uh, Elton. We've talked about him before. Elton John Goodman. Yep. Johnny, be good. Elton Johnny, be good. John Candy, the Candy Man. Um, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, we said Candy Man way too many times in our Candy Man review. So, you know, we summoned him and he was just like, I'm going to murder you. And we were like, oh, no. And then when he heard our voice, he was like, oh, I recognize your voice. I listen to the podcast. I'm a, I'm a swampy. <laughs> and I'm like, word, Candyman, you're a swampy. He's like, fuck, yeah, you nasty daddies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you do listen. Good reference, my man. <laughs> and he was like, can you do this episode? And we were like, are you going to kill us? And he was like, nah. And I was like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> That's the next Nia DaCosta film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really Someone shit. in Hollywood needs to hire me. <laughs> I can write movies. It goes from like, hey, let's actually talk about like racial racial injustices to just like some bullshit about like, let's plug this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, whatever whatever uh, sells the tickets, whatever sells seats in the ticket theaters. From, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm, sure. Yeah, whatever gets whatever gets seats under your butts. <laughs> yeah, whatever gets the seat under your butt. You know, what I found yeah. out. I don't think we're gonna do a review on this, and I was about to say because why would we do a review on this? But then also I realized that we did a review of the Impractical Jokers movie, but I don't think we're doing a Jackass review. 
<laughs> and, uh, yeah. but Ryan got an early screening of Jackass. And, uh, so he, he's seen it already. Why? I don't know. It's, it, I said the same thing. I was like, that's a really weird movie to get an early screening of. Um, but like, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he saw it already, but he texted me like after, <laughs> after he saw it, um, one of the players on the devils <laughs> is in Jackass. Oh, so now you're definitely going to see it. A plus. Well, I was going to say, I was, I was going to say, I was like, so we, we don't have to do a review because it is an A plus. Yeah. We already know. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Surprisingly though, it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. By critics? Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> Correct. But it's not a movie. It's a prank show for like two hours. Is that what we said when we did the Impractical Jokers review? I think that is what we said. I think we were just like, it's a long episode. Well, Impractical Jokers tried to interject plot. Yeah, it tried. Tried. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, it might have the Jackass movie might have a devil's player in it, but it also has MGK, so... That's true. They kind of cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah. There's a bu- there's a few people that uh that are, like, just show up in it. What, let me see what this bad boy's got. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a 91, because that's the world we live in. Damn. 91% Jackass forever. <laughs> with 54 reviews. Oh my God. You know, maybe I'll see it tonight. Cackling ringmaster Johnny Knoxville still heads a familiar rag bag performing a brand of stripped back in injurious slapstick born of universal questions. How much will this hurt? And when will I throw what? up? Four out of five. <laughs> That's a critic. Yeah. Wrote that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what is happening to the world? I love that review because we always shit on people who like try and sound super smart in the reviews. And that's just like, you're talking about jackass. <laughs> yeah. You're a jackass for seeing it. Like what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you, you are the jackass here. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the jackass now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I need a deep fake that scene with Johnny Knoxville's face. Yeah. What is that? Danny Lee finan- from Financial Times. A financial paper wrote a review about a movie. Sick. <laughs> They're the authority. Yeah. Cackling ringmaster. <laughs> he says rag bag. I thought it was, first thing I thought it was yeah. going to be ragtag, but no, it was rag bag. Yeah. Injurious slapstick. <laughs> I love that review. It's so good. <laughs> I hate. I hate that. Well, I love it, so fuck off. I think this is, um, well, I mean, I guess they're probably smart for reviewing the movie as the movie is presented because the movie is not trying to be a story. It's not trying to feed you like incredible cinematography and stuff like that. It's basically just dumb pranks and stunts. So people are like, most of these reviews are just like, these guys are crazy. It was funny. Good time. <laughs> a plus, you know? Yeah, I'm laughing because. One of the reviews is there's more genital mutilation in Jackass Forever than all of the Saw films combined. (laughs) That's great. But that's just where do you see that one? That's on like the third page down, I think. Um, Uh, I see Aaron, Aaron knew you're getting getting deep. Yeah, I, I was just scrolling, but I was just like, damn, that's a great review. I like this one. I like this. Feel feel free to ride off into the sunset after this one, fellas. Your work here is done. <laughs> guys got a real like mission accomplished vibe. Yeah. For the jackass guys. They're like, guys, you you did it. You guys fucking did it. You fuck you finally made it. <laughs> you did it. I like this Debbie Downer. You either find humiliation, degradation, and physical abuse hilarious or or you don't <laughs> Frank Sheck, the Hollywood reporter. Damn. That's from the uh, Hollywood reporter. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Most of these papers, it's just like the Missouri Tribune. It's like some local dumb shit paper. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, look, it was great. <laughs> no offense to anybody from Missouri. Um, but maybe, yeah, but, but any of the papers, any of like the reviews that are like actually within like entertainment and movies and stuff like that, are just like, uh-uh. <laughs> no. 
It was Ryan uh, saw it and like he said it was funny and he was like it's really raunchy and then he was like he said he's like there's a lot of penis stunts and then I was like I love the term penis stunt <laughs> like what is that that's what I call it every time I either have sex or masturbate <laughs> time to perform some sick penis stunts <laughs> I'm like everybody everybody clear, clear the rooms take 10 steps back <laughs> have your attention please do not try this at home this is done by a trained professional. All right. I'm going to yeah. now check out this awesome penis stunt. And I just like beat my start, dick and, start, and then I <laughs> shoot my load. <laughs> like, could you believe it? <laughs> Did you see all the stuff that came out of it? It's insane. <laughs> I don't know if that's a penis stunt or a party trick. Uh, it's a, you know what? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> Sometimes I like to do a nice little penis stunt at a party. <laughs> been kicked out of a few parties for sure and uh you know i'm uh i'm looking for a second job so i started working as a um as like a clown for hire for parties and stuff so if any of you yeah. swampies out there uh, want to hire me to come to your party uh i will do a penis stunt there <laughs> it's not good scandal <laughs> I was gonna say, it's bad it's real bad <laughs> Somebody invite me into your home and I will reveal myself. I, I keep looking down at you while you're saying this and you're in black and white. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, this <laughs> yeah, this is really off-putting. <laughs> this is really off-putting. <laughs> it's pretty good black and white filter, though. Look at the uh, contrast I got going. Yeah, yeah, I like that. A little HDR. Yeah. Rob, Robert Eggers can eat my dick. Oh. Someone mentioned... uh. Last night I was talking to someone about movies and they asked for my opinion on Robert Eggers. And I said, he's a hack. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, said, I was like, I really like the witch and I'm excited for the Northman. I was like, and I, I think I like the lighthouse on a technical level more than the story. But I, then I said, I was like my buddy that I did the podcast with though, like loved it. And then he was like, yeah. And then he said, he was like, I love the lighthouse. It's like one of my favorites. I was like, Nice. Well, he should he should come hang out with me and show me his penis stunts. Well, he might listen to this because I told him uh, I he actually subscribed to our podcast last night. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm going to redact that because I don't want anyone to call my bluff. Satan <laughs> <laughs> you so up. Guy knocks on my door at three thirty in the morning. Be like, check it out. I. T- I tied a mouse to the end of my dick or something. I don't know. (laughs) What's a a jackass level penis stunt? I I hope John's enjoying this episode that he donated for. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? What can you expect? We're either going to talk about wieners or farts or poop, you know, like. You get what you get when you get the the two dudes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can only tame the beast for so long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim Allen or something. <laughs> Tim Allen shtick. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Tim Allen shtick in the 90s was just going, <laughs> making dog noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then DMX was like, I got to try that shit. Yeah, they're like, hey, this, I call this the Tim Allen. <laughs> oh man one last thing before we can get to aliens and i think i know the answer but you you still haven't watched the book of boba fett yet right no i haven't you gotta watch it and i'll just say this uh the first six episodes are out the first four are fine i don't think they're anything to write home about but like as a star wars fan i was just like this is enjoyable but not great um Episode five blew my dick over my shoulder. And then episode six had a moment in it. And I watched it last night with a Brianna that made me do what you did when Captain America said, hail Hydra. Really? You came? Yeah. 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 It was intense. There's something in episode six. There's a character that they pull from, uh, who's never been in live action into the show. And it is amazing. I will. I was, Oh, I got I got chills when it happened. I was so stoked. Um, but 
you I want I want you to watch it so we could talk about it, but hmm. you won't. All right. You won't. <laughs> I'll I'll get there eventually. One of these one of these Dizays, I'll get there. You gotta watch Boba. I gotta watch Hawkeye. So we're we're square. We're even right now. Yeah, you do gotta watch Hawkeye. But that's not what we're here for. We're men on a mission. Does that mean that you want to get into the review finally? <laughs> yeah, we probably should. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're here. We're doing aliens, not alien. We've already done an alien review. And uh Yep. Which alien was the winner of our was that the isolation isolation bracket? bracket. Yeah. So yeah, we've already done a review on that. The good thing about that review is I think we've talked jet very general feelings about this movie, but I don't think we really hit on it um a ton. So everything that we're gonna talk about here should be pretty new content, at least for our show. Um because I think we kept it pretty much to just the history and like the filmmaking um story of Alien when we did that first review. Yeah. I don't think we do we, we didn't really talk about much of like the franchise at all. Yeah. I mean we I know we ranked all I think we ranked all the films. And if we didn't then I don't know. I actually think ranking the films is like fairly easy. Cause if you're counting like Alien vs. Predator, like like <laughs> the two Alien vs. Predator movies are on the oh. bottom. And then like resurrection is like right above them. And then after that is probably like three covenant Prometheus. Then I feel like alien and aliens are interchangeable for a lot of people. So you you make that call. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. You think it's interchange? Like it could either one of them can be the number one spot. I do think that I think it's a, I think there's a lot. I will, you know what? We'll start off there. I'll hit the, the info real quick and then, and then I'll, I'll expand on that. But yeah, I mean, Alien came out in 1979 and then Aliens uh, came out in 86. So there's a seven year gap. You know, Ridley Scott did the first Alien. Then when they decided that they were going to do a sequel to this, obviously Ridley Scott wasn't part of this, but they got James Cameron. James Cameron at the time had just done the Terminator. So it's like they're bringing in someone who had literally just done one of the best action movies like ever <laughs> so you had right. you had uh someone behind the camera who was a visionary who knew what the fuck they were doing who knew how to direct action like i feel like match made in heaven and if you look at his career also like i don't think a lot of people love the abyss but he did the abyss after that which is a great movie and then obviously like t2 and then not, you love avatar so avatar came out and blew everyone away it was so good oh yeah oh my god <laughs> Best movie ever made, uh, deserving of every film record of all time. Correct. Bullshit. <laughs> um, but they got Sigourney Weaver to come back to, to do this film, which is awesome. It's also funny because this movie was in like deep production. And they hadn't even asked her to come back. <laughs> and like the script was written for Ripley. Uh, Carrie Hen, she plays Newt. Paul Reiser is Burke. Uh, Michael Bain is Hicks. Uh, Lance Henriksen is Bishop. Uh, Bill Paxson, rest in peace, is Private Hudson. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of people in it. I think those are your main six that are in it. But the thing that I was going to say about Alien versus Aliens is I, this is exactly the way that you want to make a sequel. And what I mean by that is this movie takes what was great about the first one and expands on a lot of those things. And in some cases does a lot of it better. And there's one thing in particular that like I kind of want to hit on, but I will do it later. But I think, you know, a lot of these movies try and up the spectacle and up the, you know, the lore of the creature. And I think this movie expands more on Ripley and about the character while also, you know, not overloading you with the lore, but just basically being like, yeah, also, like, there's this thing with the aliens that's, like, even scarier. And I also think that this movie didn't try to be alien. Like, I think it knew Alien's a classic. If I just try and go and do a horror movie, it's not going to be as good. And if you look at Alien versus Aliens, Alien is a masterclass in sci-fi horror, whereas Aliens is a masterclass in sci-fi action. Like, they're totally very different movies. And I think that was really smart. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I agree too. I, that's actually one of the notes that I have too. It's like, no matter what, I cannot think of a, any other movie that is more of like this perfect personification or not personification, but like um, representation of sci-fi action like maybe there's um there's other like i i really like starship troopers Mm -hmm. but it is not on the same level as aliens yeah they're just they're just doing different different things i think any movie that came out after like this movie really like crafted the mold for great sci-fi action movie like yeah the tone is very different that's why I was kind of shocked where you're like um, the, the two could be interchangeable for a one or two spot. Cause I feel like with how different the tones are, if you are a, a bigger fan of one. All right. So for me personally, I think alien is number one, easily number one. Not that it's so much better than aliens. But like this time watching aliens, I was kind of like, Oh yeah, this is like, it's such it's kind of like a little bit of like a culture shock when you go from one right into the other, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot of things that are um, very 80s action mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, to aliens. And then it's hard to because like us watching it um, like nearly 40 years later, we're we're more keyed in on like tropes and stuff like that. But then back then it's like, well, was that a trope or were they the ones who were doing it? And then everybody copied. Yeah. So like, that's the hard thing to like remove yourself when you're watching it in the, in the future, essentially. Mm-hmm. My, uh, it's probably my biggest critique and it's really not even that bad because I think most of this shows up in the first act. And then after that, it doesn't really come anymore. But, um, and I think this is kind of just a thing with a lot of, James Cameron films, especially ones that have military. I think his military jargon is, is very douchey. Yeah. And I think in this movie, like early on, they're trying to set up kind of the camaraderie of the, you know, the crew and show how much of a family they are and how tight knit they are. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff where I'm kind of just like, people don't talk like this. This is like really over the top. I'm, I'm not super into like, all the uh, the douchey jokes and stuff, but yeah, all all the sexual comments and or like semi homophobic remarks and things like that. Yeah, that that type of dialogue doesn't hold up. Yeah, that's that's the main thing for me is like I I don't think that really holds up all that well, and I think that's kind of a James Cameron thing in general. But other than that, my you know the thing that I love the most about this movie, and I guess I'll just get into it. Like I love that. You know, the first alien, Ripley's like, yes, she's the main character, but also she's kind of not even the main character because she doesn't even become the focus of the movie until like the third act, really. Right. And it's only because like everyone's been picked off. Right. Um, And then this movie is like, no, Ripley is the main character. And now you know who she is. But like, we're really going to go into her psyche and expand upon that character and really like... I'll say, you know, everyone talks about Ripley's a fucking badass in the first one. Ripley is like 10 times more of a fucking badass in the sequel. Yeah. And she she kills in here. And I think there's a lot more emotional layers to it. And I don't know if you knew this. Sigourney Weaver was nominated for best actress for this movie. Like this is a movie that even the like the Academy who probably normally, you know, looks down on action movies was just like, damn, like they wrote this character so perfectly and expanded on it. And also Sigourney, we were just axed the shit out of it. And the thing that is in the special edition of this movie, cause we were talking off mic and I'd said that there's something in it that makes this movie even better. Um, the thing that's in the special edition of this movie, that's not in the theatrical, which I'm shocked that they cut is in the beginning of the movie when she, you know, is reawoken 57 years later, you find out that when she went on, you know, that mission on the Nostromo, she had a child and because she was gone for 57 years, her child has passed away from old age. And so she never like her child must have never known what happened to her mom. And she never found out what happened to her kid or kid just died. And so that makes all of the like motherly dynamic between her and Newt makes more sense. More it makes, yeah, what makes way more sense. And also, you, you know, you have, that attachment way more between those characters 
which is a big reason why I hate Alien 3 is because, you know, this is the same thing with like Terminator Dark Fate, where like they just kill off John Connor at the beginning of that movie. Like the beginning of Alien 3, Newt and Hicks are dead. And it's just like, well, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, this movie has so much more emotional weight knowing that Ripley was a mother and that she has lost her kid because she was just in Cairo sleep for, you know, 60, almost 60 years. So I don't know. I, I love that. I think there are some douchey characters and stuff, but I also think the characters that matter, they really give them a big weight, which probably is not a strong point of the first movie. And that's one of the things that like, you know, what can we do better? Because we're not going to do the horror better, but maybe we can do this better. I think that, in terms of a character movie, this movie succeeds on a higher level than the original. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely give it that. And, um, you know, as I'm watching the movie, like every time she was the focus of a scene or especially like at the end of the movie, when she's going in solo, Mm -hmm. those are the best moments in the entire movie. Yeah. She, yes, is the star of this movie, but she is a fucking star. Like, you can feel her presence on screen every moment. Like, she kills it in this fucking movie. And, I mean, it is undoubtedly, like, obviously the creature is very cool, and that's a huge sell in the horror aspects of it. But I don't think this... I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything too crazy if I say, like, this franchise is not what it is without her. Like, she is this franchise. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Which really bums me out because she was supposed to be in a Alien movie. I think they were going to... I think it was just called Alien 5. That was the working title, but it got canceled, I think, two years ago. But, yeah, what I was going to say, though, is I think Aliens is the last movie in the Alien franchise and, you know, since Aliens, there's been six more. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, two more continuing this, two prequels, and then the two um, Alien versus Predators, yeah. if you want to consider them. Yeah. They're kind of spinoffs. I think, but- I think they're spinoffs. I mean, I guess, you know, if you want to just play a just Alien movies, there's been four after this. But I think this is the last Alien movie where they realized kind of like, like, yes, people love the Xenomorph, how it looks and how scary it is and stuff, but... These movies wouldn't be anything without good characters. I think all the movies since then have lost that because so much of the movies mm. prior er, after Aliens have become more about the lore and where the, these things come from and the universe. And they they want a world build. And you know that, you know, I love world building and in movies, but I just feel like so many people lose sight of really what has made the first two like have so much staying power. Right. Well, a lot of the, the horror elements of it is the unknown is that feeling of, yeah, is it here? It's among us. We know it's among us, but it hides and the way that it, it stalks its prey is so menacing and terrifying. It's just this ever persistent evil. So when you start to over explain it and you start to really start dissecting it and you know a little bit too much about it, then are you taken away from its its impact, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that being said, I don't feel like the, I mean, you still have you still have some good moments. There are some things that are just actiony. As I was watching this, I was like, I realized that you know, James Cameron made Terminator. Love love Terminator. Um and I do like this movie like there are there's just things that I noticed like because this is my first time watching this movie as just like a how would I review it? Usually I just watch it because I'm like oh my god aliens like yeah just fucking put it on, and I like like 80s action movies like the, there's something that's like very um, comforting and nostalgic about it, so that even if there are things that are quote unquote bad you don't you don't watch it and scoff at it you go haha. Sick, like nice. <laughs> Something that made me laugh watching it. I'm like, am I watching like a, a different version of it? Has this always been in the movie? But like when the um, like I know it happens when the aliens kind of crash through like the window of the tank when um Ripley's driving them out of there, like the escape and everything. But like when the when the aliens like reach in and the hands move in, it makes like a <laughs> <laughs> like kung fu sounds like for the, when they move and stuff. It's like. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, what? 
Like, we're, there's none of that in the first movie. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's just a measure of the times. Yeah, but maybe. I, yeah, there are things like that that I like. I'm watching and I'm like, I don't remember this being as cartoony as that. But, it, you know, once you're like, I don't know what, like an hour, hour 15 in, like the when the tone changes, like right after um, they get their fucking asses handed to them. Yeah. And they're all like. Recovered basically once Ripley saves them, there's there's no jokes. They're not joking around anymore because now all the you know, um, uh, Paxton like them like he I mean he's the one who's cutting up the most and cracking jokes and being light. And then as soon as shit gets real, he's like a little bitch, <laughs> which yeah. I think is funny. It's game over, man. It's always how it goes. Yeah, it's game over, man. <laughs> but um, that's the other thing too. So many good quotes and so many things that like went on and like you know, got referenced in every other movie ever. Like, it's just such an iconic, um, this and alien are two just very iconic films. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has more quotables in it. Yeah. In the first alien. This definitely has way more quotes. I actually think, you know, for me, I'll, I'll also co-sign on what you said. Alien is, is number one for me, but I like this movie a lot. Like I said, I, it's almost interchangeable. I do like one more, but when I was watching this one, I was like, I feel like this movie has been referenced and paid like homage to way more than the original one. Like there was just so many things that were like coming to mind when I was watching it. Like um, in particular, there was a few video games. Like I was just like, damn, like Halo is so aliens. Like the look of the Marines in Halo is like just ripped right off of like aliens. And then, um, when I was there was there are direct quotes from aliens put in as sound bites for Starcraft characters and uh hmm. and it, yeah, there's there's just like other other stuff in the movie where I was just like damn like everything and I you know you're talking about the quotes and stuff but uh like everyone says you know get away from her you bitch and stuff like that <laughs> which <laughs> which basically was used in Harry Potter <laughs> and uh I don't know like I just feel like aliens um, in some ways might have more like universal appeal than alien. Cause I think action is definitely a more, um, more viewed genre or at least like people of maybe younger ages can tune into horror that, I mean, uh, into action than horror. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the bare minimum. And I, you know, I hate this, but aliens is probably a more fun movie than alien. Yes. It is a more fun movie. I think it's more accessible. I think, um, yeah, maybe because it's, I, I do think this movie is far less scary, like way less scary. Um, For sure. Yeah. I don't, there's not a lot of very like menacing scenes. Um, whereas like alien, they, the whole movie is unsettling and like uncomfortable and, mm -hmm. you know, plays on your anxieties and, and your emotions. I feel like this movie, it's like as soon as you see the first alien, it's just like open fire, like it's action time. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, there there is like all the action bullshit that goes on with it. And as I was writing a note in one scene, like when they're like preparing to like go in and, you know, finally go and do everything and they're just all talking and oh, and, and Ripley's just like. It's like, what can I do? He's like, I don't know. What can you do? And, uh, <laughs> oh man, I hated watching him chew on his cigar. Like <laughs> so much face moving. <laughs> I was going to say though, uh, that character, um, Apone, I love that character. Like he's very generic, but that that's another one. Like there is a character in halo that is literally Sergeant Apone. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, but I, I, I think honestly, like, Bill Paxton has all the great lines and he's more like the comedic relief early on in the movie. But, uh, Al Matthews as a just kept cracking me up. I think he's the funniest part of this movie actually. <laughs> yeah. He's got some good moments, but as I'm writing down notes being like, mm, kind of like generic military jargon, garbage, blah, blah, blah. Then they do the, they're like, all right, y'all got the mission. Let's load out. And it's this really long cut of them, like running through, through the hangar and down these corridors and they're grabbing stuff and it's it's a one take 
and it doesn't cut until they enter the tank and it goes on for like a little while. And I'm just like, this is fucking cool. I'm like, as much as it does have some of these kind of tropey things that maybe weren't quite tropey yet, but became and some of these more generic actiony things like there is still craft behind this movie. There is still you lose a lot of the grit that the first movie had. This movie's a lot more like it just looks and feels very different. But like that scene, that take, there's a couple of scenes like that where it's not super like cut up. Like they let you like sit mm-hmm. with it for a while. Like I, I think that was also like back in that day, they didn't they didn't quite do as like quick cutty bullshit like they do now. Yeah. But yeah, there's some really, really cool scenes in this movie. There's a couple like in particular that I every single time I watch it, I'm like that is the coolest the aliens ever looked ever or like that's like one of the coolest shots in alien in general one scene like the scene where the alien comes out of the water with newt is so good it's fucking awesome Mm. and uh i will say this like yes i think there is i wouldn't say this movie is bright like you said there's there's more color to it and stuff i i agree but it is a dark movie still and i think they do a really good job with the lighting in particular because you know i think this movie compared to the first one i think the aliens look better and they should it's 7 years later they know what didn't work with the first one so right like that doesn't surprise me but i think also you know you watch covenant the aliens cgi now and i think you lose a bit with the character like I, when i see the alien now and it's just like flying around and it's super twitchy and stuff i'm like it it doesn't scare me as much it, you lose a little bit of that like visceral reaction to it whereas yeah in this one it's still a, a dude in a suit and i think in the first one there's some shots where you could tell like that's just a homie in a suit <laughs> but but I, yeah i think in this one they do a really good job with with smoke and and lighting and atmosphere to to hide some of that and uh, and that shot like with the water is a pretty good example of that where it's like the thing's out in the open, but, you know, there's there's water and reflections and, and stuff around it where like it's dark, but you're also getting the light from the grates like there's a lot of stuff like that when they're in the um kind of like the the air ducts or whatever. And it, it's all dark, but there's like a red light. So you're kind of just seeing the reflections off of them like that's red stuff like that, I think is really cool. Like. I think the aliens look better and I think a lot of it has to do with just how good they did with, you know, basically just the cinematography, making the environments well lit and atmospheric and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, craft on this movie is also way, you know, way up there. And there's, there's just a bunch of stuff in it too, that makes me miss old filmmaking. Like I was watching and I was just like, practical is so much better. And I was blowing my load to that star Wars character. I'll just say the character is done in practical and it looks amazing. Like if, if he, it was done CGI, I probably wouldn't have had as big of a reaction, but yeah, it's just, you know, the ships are miniatures and a lot of the explosions are real. And I don't know. It's just, it's a different time, but I think this movie looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing too. You know, if we want to comment quickly on modern times, it's like, is, wouldn't it be cheaper to do practical? Like, is it, like, what is the cost difference? Like, are you saving money by doing it digital? Like, look at the size. Like, when you watch the credits and you see the the size of the teams involved in doing um, graphic imaging for, like, these movies, there's no, there's no way that it's cheaper to do it digital. It's got to be more expensive. So wouldn't you want to... So you can save money and you can have a better-looking movie. Look at what Christopher Nolan does. I mean, that's why he's so great. And his movies look so great. And it's, he's just like, yeah, we'll crash a plane into a building, but like, I'm actually going to do it. Like if, (laughs) if I write in the script, a plane crashes into a building, you bet your ass. I am crashing a plane into a building. (laughs) TSA is knocking on his door the next day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please don't do this. That's probably a scene that would have been cheaper to use CGI that example. But like when it comes to just like the aliens themselves, and animating their motions and things like that and explosions and things like that. Like, come on, you, you, you're going to tell me that it's not just cheaper to like make the suit and hire a guy. Yeah. For me, I think a lot of it is just, there's obviously limitations to doing it practical. Like 
anything you do practical, you have to think of what do we want this thing to do? And Mm -hmm. in the new movies in particular, like the first alien movie, the alien's very slow. Like the alien kind of just like, like an assassin in the dark, basically (laughs) it just like, yeah, it's like a ninja. Yeah, it is there. And then it just pops up real quick, kills someone. There's a lot of shots of just the head with like the, the mouth coming out and just shooting through someone's head. But like, it's mm-hmm. not it's not flying around like it is in the new movie. And like, yeah, like in the new ones, they've got it jumping on your ships and like breaking open the windows and stuff. And I think just when you're designing, figuring out what you want your character to do, I think the trend now with just everything is OK in the climax of this movie or at this part in the movie, like we got to up the ante. Everything's got to be bigger than what we saw before. And I think just now is like there is a limitation to doing it practically. But again, like I feel like the new movies lose sight a little bit because there is that thing. Like the less you show, the scarier it is. And at least in the first one, that, you know, psychological element of like, is this thing inside of the person? Is it in the room with them? Like that's scarier than anything in, you know, alien three going like, you know, they, they did it practical, which they had to, but they, they realized limitations and they, they, benefited from it they were like okay well we're not going to show it a ton and we're gonna we're gonna make this more of a you know psychological thriller horror type movie and um that's really what i would wish they would go back to with like some of these later movies because i feel like again i think they're making it more about the alien i think they try and mix alien and aliens together like there's a lot of action now in these movies but they also try and go for the horror but it's like you're not fully committing to either of them yeah i can see that now i actually haven't seen alien covenant I haven't really been in a rush to. I like Covenant. I, I was going to say there's because all these are prequels. So it's kind of like, how do we how do we mix up the aliens? So it's like you see the evolution of what it does. So in in Covenant, it's not a chest burster. It's a back burster. It's the same thing. But uh, the back burster scene in Covenant is probably the best scene in terms of like tension. Uh, I don't know. That, yeah. scene, that C-section scene in Prometheus is pretty awesome also. Yeah, that is a cool one. But I was going to say, the backburster scene in Covenant is actually worth the price of admission. Well, dude, the chestburster in this, you know, the one when the, when she finds the people who are, like, trapped mm-hmm. in their pods and yeah. they're like, kill me. They're like, what? We're going to get you out of here. And just like, no, you're not. <laughs> chestburster, bitch. Uh, that... That is such such good practical effects. It mm-hmm. looks so gnarly. Huge huge step up from Alien. Yeah, dude. Like so much of that stuff looks cool. The um, the set design and everything when they're like getting deep into the ship is just incredible. And uh, just the chaos that ensues, like when they're escaping, when Ripley breaks in there with the tank and gets them out of there, and they're escaping, and then like. You know, they're trying to close the door and then like the aliens like holding the door and they blast its fucking head and then like kill the alien effectively. But then then it's acid blood spits out all over you and people are getting burned and there's so much happening. It's so chaotic. I'm like, this is the peak of like sci fi action. Like this is it like that. That scene should be studied by anybody who wants to make an action movie with any sort of like, you know, monster setting or any anything like that, because all of this slow build up, this tension and everything. And then too, with them having the um like the trackers and the beeping, like especially when she goes back on her own to go back in there and um and get the girl and smoke out those eggs and shit. Mm-hmm. And n- there's no score. It's just silence. Yeah. And the beeping her slowly walking and then just like beep. Beep. Mm-hmm. And it's slowly go faster, faster, faster. And that build up and everything like that is like peak, like tension building. Like that is right up there. Like I get hard, hard to find a, a movie nowadays that does what they did then. I mean, there's movies that are in like different genres that do it, like horror and thrillers and things like that. But in terms of like action movies, like really, um, really ramping it up. I feel like, yeah, nowadays, like the, it's just so homogenized that I don't get that same feeling anymore. And it was cool that in 2022, I can go back and watch this movie movie. It's been out for 40 years movie that I've seen a number of times and I can still feel the tension watching that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love in particular, I love this scene that she goes in by herself. Um, I think that the scene, you know, the action scene that you're talking about, I love that one also. 
I kind of like that one a lot more just because it's almost like, you know, obviously was not alive after alien came out. Like I wasn't alive when this movie came out either, but I feel like if I was alive when alien came out, I feel like something me and my friends would have talked about or like, yeah, well of course that alien wrecked house on them. Like they're just a bunch of fucking like, they're not soldiers. Like they, you know, they're not, they weren't built for that. Like if they put them against some real soldiers, the, the aliens are fucking chump change. <laughs> like, yeah. And then so this one was just like, Oh, you, you think so? All right, we'll see what happens when you put them up against soldiers. And like, they really utilize like all the elements to the alien. Um, like mainly the acid blood, like, Hey, you want to f- try and blow these guys up with shotguns? Okay. Your face is going to get melted off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I love that they kind of like, you know, that was different. And also I feel like it probably answered a lot of questions for the time, regardless of who you are, this thing is going to fuck you up. So you should be, you should be afraid of it. Yeah, man. I, I so much good, you know, it just expanding the alien and not making it about the alien at the same time. And then, you know, I don't think it's a horror movie, but I think that's, I think the scene at the end when she goes and by herself does have really good tension. Yeah. And kind of like the last thing that I wanted to say, and I know we had mentioned this, you know, pretty sure we mentioned this when we did Alien, but, you know, Hollywood, I feel like always, we haven't gotten a ton of like really badass female characters. And obviously like Ripley and Sarah Connor, which are two James Cameron films, are like the staples for like badass heroines and movies. But, uh, you know what I love about this movie also is so much of this movie is kind of showcasing like, uh, like female talent in a way, because, you know, obviously there's Ripley and she's a star and all of it is about her, but you know, the main emotional attachment is with Newt, who's a girl, basically the toughest, baddest soldier is, is a female with uh Vasquez. And then I remember that there's, I think, Oh, the, the pilot of the ship is female. I feel like this movie has really good, like representation in it and also making the females stand out more than the men. And I mean, not, not like this is a character, like or an actor or whatever, but like even the climax of the movie is like the queen, like the, fe- the big female alien. So right. I don't know. I, uh, I've always really liked that. Cause obviously I think we need more of it. And then this movie was kind of a little bit ahead of its time in that way where people weren't doing that. And then this movie just like goes full bore commitment to it. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like I wonder when that when that swing really started where we kind of moved away from like strong female leads. Like there had to have been I I don't yeah, I don't fully understand it. Like cuz it got to a point where it was just like you know, your Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, Steven Seagal movies. You had um well when Bruce Willis came up with like Die Hard and everything like it just switched to like a total uh, like guys do action, but Mm -hmm. really like at the forefront of everything and the pinnacle of action movies from that time and horror movies like was women. So I don't know how I don't know how that happened. That would be an interesting thing to go into and like try to like pinpoint and examine like where that where that shift happened and why Hollywood kind of abandoned the idea of a strong female lead and then started putting them kind of in the corner. I feel like, you know, I mean, there are seven, seven years between these two movies, but uh, Terminator had come out only two years before this. Um, so I feel like, you know, in, in one particular moment, like mid eighties, there was a lot of, you know, movies that were coming out that did have good, you know, female representation in them. So, um, I mean, Hollywood sucks, you know, <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, no surprises there, I guess. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, why did I even act uh, (laughs) shocked? Oh, man. You got anything else on Alien or Aliens? Aliens. And uh, no, I don't. But uh, I am interested in the tomato tomatoes. This is something I probably could have just looked up if I was that interested. But I don't don't like spoiling it for the show. I like getting the uh, raw reaction. (laughs) Aliens. Critics. Tomato. No, tomato. I've been fucking it up a lot lately, but tomato, (laughs) the critics, they're bringing this in at a 97%. Wow. Yep. That's a A plus. Yeah. It's between a and a plus. And then the audience tomato, they got to add a 94 to an a. Yeah. And I will say this, the only difference between alien and aliens between both the critic and the audience is one point. 
Uh, Alien is at a 98 critic and also a 94 audience. So identical audience score and then one point higher on critic score. Like they are both pretty. I, huh. That's what I was saying. I think this movie, a lot of people will actually have it number one. I think there's just depends on who you talk to. For me, I think I just I think just in general, if if uh, if I have like a visceral reaction to it, if, if the movie makes me scared or, you know, if I tense up watching it and just have more of a response to it, I'm going to enjoy it more. And that's definitely alien as opposed to this. So that's right. that's really why alien yeah. gets the edge. Same, yeah. Same for me. Uh, alien is a genre I enjoy more like it. I would rather see a sci fi horror movie. Yeah than any kind of action movie really that being said this is this is the best of the best Mm -hmm. in that genre like i this is is probably like a top five could potentially even be top three action movies period yeah you know Mm -hmm. terminator would be another one obviously that's 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 way up there like t2 judgment day like oh my god i was i was literally about to say that like we didn't even mention that but James Cameron has arguably made two of the best sequels ever made. Like, and we, and we shit on James Cameron a lot because, you know, we just fucking hate Avatar, Avatar. and all the shit with like putting it back in theaters and shitting on Marvel and stuff. But there's no denying, like this guy has made two of the best action movies ever. And they're both sequels, which sequels typically are not very good. Like if you look at the best sequels ever, I feel like aliens and T2 have to be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So all that being said, I think when we did Alien, I might have given it an A plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's right. But for me today, I'm gonna say tomato. Ooh, and I give this an A. Dang, I'm going tomato, and I'm giving this an A plus. Because yeah, I like Alien. I like Alien more, but I love this movie. Like this is one of my favorite action movies. Um, and like I said, I think. I don't appreciate some of the douchey dialogue with the military characters, but also it's such a small part of the movie. It's really just the first act. And uh, yeah. And other than that, you know, everything else for me is, is just amazing. And uh, as a fan of alien, I think this does a great job of like, like I've been saying, not, you know, not bogging it down with, the the lore of the creature and not buying it down with like oh let's you know just keep showing it over and over again and yeah you see the alien a lot but like i said it's also it is still sh- like shrouded a lot with the lighting and right it's camouflage and yeah we didn't even talk about like the queen much but like i think uh they're really smart with what they did with the queen like not uh not overdoing it you do see it in full you know the, from head to toe but uh like it, that's done with i think they they made that there's two people inside of that. It's like a multi-person puppet, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so big. Like, especially w- when it descends from underneath the ship, like it attached to like their their getaway, mm-hmm. and um, it comes down from there. I'm like, oh fuck, it looks so cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. All right on, man. Crush that one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I uh, hopefully hopefully John is a fan of this review. Uh, we really, really appreciate the donation to the show and we you know, love that you keep supporting the show and people like you are, you know, the reason why we keep doing it and yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the show started and we were just like, we talk about movies already. We should just like put it out there and that'd be fun. And it was fun for us. Um, but you know, we get, we get people who like reach out to us and talk to us about movies, which, I love that too. I love not even just hearing like, Oh, I like listening to you guys, but people know that they can talk to us like, Hey, I just saw this movie. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's one, we're not going to do a review. Like then we can, you know, talk to people about these movies and stuff. And, uh, that's cool. Cause sometimes it's like, you know, when like you're the only person in your friend group who saw a movie, but you just saw it. So all you want to do is talk about it, but you can't talk about it with anybody. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, we, we can be those guys that you can come and talk to mm-hmm. because it's like, we, we see it and maybe none of your friends saw it. And, um, so that's just like a fun thing with the show too. But yeah, we do genuinely really appreciate any time, um, anybody's like reaching out to us and talking to us and, uh, you guys supporting the show is huge for us. Um, 
We know we haven't been the best about uh, getting as many episodes out and everything, but as you've probably heard, if you listen, uh, we're very busy boys. But I think we're we're starting to find more of a rhythm. We're getting. I mean, this is probably the the shortest time between recordings for you and I. We yeah, um, I bet. we're recording this episode before the next episode's even out, which is the first time in a long time we've been able to do that. Yeah, I I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> It's almost become a weekly, like, one to two minute segment on this show where I just bitch about work. <laughs> like, because every single episode yeah. lately, I'm just like, work's fucking brutal. <laughs> and, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm hoping that things are getting better on that front at the very least. But yeah, it's just it's been uh, it's been pretty brutal. But it, I think there's I think there's, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff coming out and we're excited for the Oscar cram and always excited for the duty. So. Um, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up and I think we do have a bunch of cool ideas for either episodes or also just, uh, you know, maybe some, some future additions to the show and what we're going to do. So yeah, very, very excited for the future and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be better. No promises. No promises. Yeah, absolutely. No promises. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get worse out here. So, uh, you know, hit us up and let me know if you got a scandal I can hop in on, you know, especially <laughs> if there's one already going on and I could just kind of tag along, that would be great for me because then i don't have to really put in the work to be yeah such a shit bag you know i can just like kind of so if you're doing some unsavory business or something like that you know cut me in on that um how, how about this it's a double whammy you can cut me in on the operation that way i can be embroiled in the scandal with you but you could also whistle blow on me so you kind of get the joy of knowing that you ruined my career mm, yeah and also you just mentioned Operation, which is a board game, which ties back to the beginning of the episode. Suck it, Swampies. <laughs> <laughs> we did that on purpose. 